And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo, good morning, man. Good morning to you, too, sir. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm doing great, man. The coffee's good, and the company's better, and uh, yeah, just trying to wake up. Yeah, man. I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. But you know, it's, it's, it, this, is a, this is a fun time to wake up, because you and I uh, just had a really, really awesome experience last night. We did. Yeah, yeah. This, was, this was pretty special. Um, you know, so we're, we've, got this new, we've got this new series. This is the beginning of a new series, which is uh, our Finer Things series. Yeah. And uh, we need to set this up. I don't want to spend too much time setting it up because it, it does kind of speak for itself, I think. But with this series, we wanted to uh, explore some different topics, some different areas that, you know, you and I, we, we've enjoyed a little bit of success over the last couple of years. Well, we've had, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's been, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a, good. It's I know been, it's, it's a weird thing to say. It's been good for our businesses and you yeah. know, we've, we're doing okay. We're doing all right. Yeah. We're doing good. And that's, it's, it's always an, an awkward thing to say, especially just with the pandemic, but there's a lot of folks that did, did quite well during the pandemic. There's a lot of folks that really suffered, but both of those folks, I think, uh, you know, regardless of who you are, I think everybody came out of the pandemic with this kind of like mind ready for like, what am I doing? What's next? And how do I really just enjoy life to some extent? You know what right. I mean? Like make sure that I'm, I'm giving, that I'm doing, you know, what's, what's good for my family, for my friends, for myself, for my community. But also how do I make sure that the actions that I'm taking have purpose? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And that includes, you know, how you take care of yourself, how you, how you like spend a little time for yourself. And so the finer things is kind of a, a series where we want to explore if you're going to do something, do it right. Yeah. We on a, on a previous episode, we actually talked about how, uh, gosh, was it the, I guess it was from the library where, where you talked, where we had the quote about, you know, being discerning with kind of those cheaper purchases. Yeah. Right? Cause you want to do something, make them count, even though they, you know, the society or culture might tell you they're disposable or whatever. Exactly. Well, so finer things is kind of that, but the other side of that, yeah. it's when you're going to spend some money, you want to know that you're actually getting something good. Like there's some things that you can spend a lot of money on and you wasted your money. Yeah. And there's some things that you could actually spend your money, uh, money on that was nourishing to your soul. What did you say? Matter matters. And matter matters. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does. <laughs> well, it, it does. It's a part of our story. It's a part of his story. Um, it's a, you know, part of creation that um, has some type of importance and um, how we treat it uh, says something about who we are. Right? That's right. That's right. So through that, the series, we're going to uh, take a bunch of different things like, you know, uh, cigars, steaks, uh, you know, just premium products, premium experiences yeah, sure. and really kind of unpack what makes them premium, what to look for, what to make sure that you're getting the most out of, out of those experiences. It's an appreciation of some extent of the artisanship that goes into um, other things similar to what we know and love of the pipe world. Exactly. I mean, buying a buying a four hundred dollar pipe is a premium experience, right? So, and and that and that is something that you know is not. I mean, it, it's hard to put into words, and so we stumble, uh, you know, in, on our podcast on how to describe that. And so we want to we want to try to do that other thing, that same thing, in some other spheres of you know the. the What's uh What's on the top shelf? You know what's up there? Um, man, those things are kind of cool looking, and let's let's explore them, and um, you know, and, and just um, and and see what that's about. And let's do the education before going in, yeah, and ex and experiencing that, so that there is some knowledge, but also 
free up, you know, whomever you are, whatever you're doing to be able to ask questions, to go to somebody who knows what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah. They can educate you along the way. As if you, as if you were going to country squire, John David's there or one of your amazing team. And, and you they needed can, a tobacconist to help you to you hold know, your hand, learn how to, yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. That's right. All right. So this is really fun because we were, we were going to start this off when we were doing this series. You know, Originally, you and I were going to be at a completely different location. Right. We're going to be at the beach. We're going to do something very different, and we'll probably do that in the future yeah. at a later date. But because we ended up in New Orleans, which is where we are right now, it provided an opportunity to do a different topic that was one that was on my short list of things I really wanted to do to yeah. kick off this series. Yeah, yeah. Man, a hot towel shave. Yeah. Okay. So, so... <laughs> Uh, and the reason why New Orleans is an amazing place for this is because there is an amazing barbershop here in New Orleans called Aiden Gill for Men. Yeah. Now, I first uh, walked into this place years ago. And and this and actually this speaks exactly like <laughs> to why I want to do a series like this. I walked in and when you first walk in, it's an amazing shop. It, you're you're surrounded by all of this like barbershop memorabilia. It's kind of the country squire of barbershops. Yeah, because you walk in and it, there's there's a feeling of museum. There's a feeling of community. There's a feeling of all these high end products, some of which you don't really know what they do, but yeah. you know they're important. Yeah, and then there's this service thing going on well and, and it's uh, the, the, it's the really sh- unique the shop is divided like you've got kind of the the uh you know kind of the, the <laughs> shop portion where you can buy products up front right but then you've got kind of this walled off with kind of glass area where the the sanctuary know, the seats are the sanctuary yeah that's where the work gets done exactly and yeah. i remember i walked in there i think my wife was with me, with me at the time and they they had a customer walk through and he was greeted by the greeter like hey you know he was coming in to get a shave or a haircut and, uh, you know, they asked him if he wanted a beer. And he's like, yeah, let me get a Guinness or something like that. And I was like, they, they serve Guinness at barbershop? <laughs> I get, I get a couple years ago, this is, and if you look at any pictures of me from like even five years ago, I'm like yeah. Grizzly Adams over there. I mean, like, I'm just <laughs> a mess. And, uh, and so like, I was not like, you know, grooming myself or I, I clearly I was attempting to groom myself, but no, nobody with any kind of professional caliber was taking any uh, <laughs> care of all that. But anyway, so I remember just watching that and seeing that. And you know how you instantly think like, oh, man, this place is too good for me. I need to. I'm sorry. I I know these people are thinking like, I just want to use the bathroom. Right. Right. uh, But no, everybody was super, super nice and super generous when I was there. And, and, you know, I said, hey, can I help you? I'm like, I'm good. And then like I like left because I was a little nervous about it because I was like, man, I, I would love to like be that dude that like goes into a barbershop you know, gets offered a beer, sits down, knows exactly what they want with like their hair, right. does like the shave type situation. You're there, you have your purpose, you you know what you're doing, it's part of your routine and and, and it's good for your heart. Exactly, yeah. man. <laughs> and so I remember after the after the pandemic, one of the things I said to myself is like, I want to get a hot towel straight edge shave. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I had this image in my head, right? Like, like most people, when they go to get a pipe for the kinda first like time, when they walk into the squire and exactly. they're like, I want to start smoking a pipe. That's and they right. kind of have this uh, caricature of what it might look like. Yeah. And so they go in there with those expectations and then, you know, and then they kind of figure out, Oh, well maybe it's a little different than I thought. And hopefully the guy behind the counter is helpful to walk me through some of that. That's right. Yeah. All right. So I, this was my mindset. I want, like I had that imagery. I wanted to make it happen. I have been to, I think, four different barbershops in Houston. Yeah. Okay. They've all torn up my face. <laughs> like, it is not, That's why your chin looks like a moon rock. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty rough. There was one in particular that's very nearby my house. And dude, like, like chiseled into my chin. I had a rash for like like a week or two yeah. with the way that he, he cut well, me he's up. He's trying to make your jawline look more like a 
I don't know, Brad Pitt or something. It wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> it was not great. But that's the thing. I, but at the same time, and some of the locations, it, like the whole experience of like, you know, just getting getting groomed, getting thing, you know, your hair and everything was really nice and everything else. But like that experience that I had in my mind just wasn't happening. Yeah. And I didn't quite even know exactly how to ask for it. Yeah. And so when we when I knew we were coming to New Orleans for this and I uh, had the opportunity to uh, to reach out to Mr. Gill, who of course is the owner of Aiden Gill for men, uh, and just see if, you know, he'd be interested in um, us, you know, coming in and talking with him, him basically educating us. Yeah. Uh, and what we didn't realize at the time is that that was also going to include getting to know his amazing staff and team there and learning a little bit about, you know, the industry and the experience, getting educated ourselves. Cause like when I say we were ignorant, man, dude, ignorant, ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Ignorant. Look at me. I never shave. That's why I have a beard. Well, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and it also included a, a, a hot towel shave for myself. Yeah. I mean like a really amazing experience. So we're going to, we're going to be sh- uh, taking y'all with us along this journey. But I, before we do, I did want to ask you like, what, what, like, what was your presumption going into this? Because we are ignorant. We were ignorant. Yeah, we, we are. I, now, to, you know, just give a little background. So I, I do, you know, if, if you've seen photos of me, I do have a, a beard. And um, part of that is uh, sincerely just because I don't like to wake up in the morning and, and shave. And so yeah. that's kind of the genesis of it. But then I was like, well, I could grow a pretty good beard. So I just kind of kept it going. And now it's a part of my um, uh, part of my shtick, I guess. But um, well, you know, we're, we're, we're two of the living individuals. I have seen you without a beard and you have seen me without a hat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like no, that's right. Everybody knows what we look like now, but we have seen each right. other. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, we're going to try to keep these things right. in the past. Right, right, right. Um, but you know, um, it, it, so anyway, because I have a beard now, I, right. I do, uh, go in, I found a, um, a barber shop in Jackson, uh, where, where I live, uh, that is actually within a clothing store. And so I go there, uh, about once a month and get my beard, um, get it, get it trimmed up, get it maintained, you right. know, and try to, uh, they line everything up real nice and, um, and, and do the kind of hot towel experience. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's very good for, for Jackson. It's not, um, you know, the, the kind of world-class type of thing we think of at Aiden Gill, but it, it is very good. And so I, I guess I thought it would be something like that. Um, and, and yet it was so much more, so much, more. I mean, it, it's not taking away from the experience I regularly have in Jackson. It's just, it's that much more. It's like, wow, if I lived in new Orleans, I'd be here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was time. a blend of, of, um, self care and, and maintenance, grooming, making sure you're looking good, taking care of your body. Um, but also like history and, you know, using, uh, old practices that have not, uh, you know, that are, that are being maintained by, uh, people that actually care. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really an ancient art. I mean, how, uh, how long has it, uh, has, you know, the art of shaving, the art of, uh, you know, maintaining your hair. I mean, that's, that's as old as history, right? It's as old as time. You know, for me, I think that one of the things that, uh, I was very ignorant of is just the whole straight edge thing, because I, you know, again, yeah. have that imagery, you kind of, you're trying to try to, I guess, capture something Yeah. and you don't really know what it is you're after. And one of the things I really appreciate about Mr. Gill, man, is that he, he kind of laid it out for us. This is, this is a, this is a, like, when I say this guy is a barber professional, he's like a historian, <laughs> like a scientist. This man knows his stuff Yeah. and kind of broke it down for me a little bit 
about like the razor and the benefit of modern technology with razors that we have yeah. versus kind of our preconceived notions about the straight edge. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of amateurs, you know, which they're gifted, some of them, and it's nice to see them taking an interest. But I've been doing this. This year will be 53 years right. barbering, and I went through all of the phases, the straight razor, the shavette, the double edge, double edge blade. And what we've came to about 20, 20 years or so ago, the barber boards in America outlawed the use of a straight razor for reasons of hygiene, contamination. Really? Yes. Huh. So people today, if you think they're using a straight razor, they're not. They're using what's called a, a chevette, which is a straight razor mechanism with a disposable blade inserted to it. Interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. And the blade that they're using is usually not very good. Right. Now, when this occurred... Well, it's meant to be disposable. We had a decision to make. Uh, at that point in time, we had moved on to a double edge. What we said to ourselves, well, what are we going to do? We decided that we would... Oh, well, at the same time, Gillette Mark III came on the market. And because I've tried so many razors in my life, I went out immediately and bought one and took it home and used it. I was stunned. It wasn't an improvement. Hmm. It was a leap forward. It was like going from the Bell Telephone Company to an iPhone. It was going from a Model T to a Ferrari. It was a leap. And the technology, the way it, the way it was built. So I said, you know, this is just so good. Why don't we use this instead? So today we are using a Gillette Mark III How about the Turbo in every shave. And I've got thousands. We're c constructing a sculptor from them. I have thousands of blades, thousands of them, that we have used over the last 22 years in this store. Man. So when I talk about shaving to people, I'm not talking about shaving me, my individual little shave, whatever I do every day. I'm talking about shaving thousands of different men. We had a 92-year-old in two weeks ago. You know, we've got 16-year-olds in their first shave. So we're speaking from experience. We're talking about the real world here, not romanticism. I have been in three movies, Jonah Hex, uh, with the shaving Will Arnett. No way. Um, oh. In the field is a cavalry, yeah. cavalry movie. It's a, a western. Yeah, no, I know, I know Jonah Hex, yeah. But I was using a straight razor, but it, I wasn't actually shaving him. When I was shaving Method Man in another movie called The Mortician, yeah. I was using but I wasn't actually shaving him. I was shaving Christopher Plummer here with, with um, for another movie, yeah. Elsa and Fred, and they insisted I use a straight so I was but I wasn't actually shaving him. So a lot of young men, young guys, they go to the movies, they see Clint Eastwood or whatever, John Wayne in the past, all of these heroes using a straight razor. It's not real, they're not actually shaving him. Right, 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 right. Um, straight razor shaving. You can, you can master the art on yourself over time and do it well. But doing it well on thousands of different shaped faces, different ages, bone structures, is not good. It all takes years to get, get right, and even then, it's fraught with problems. It's not a close shave, not as close as, as the modern technology. And our phrase really is to blend tradition and technology. That's what we're about. Let's not be Luddites. Because what happened in the 1920s to barbershops in America is a lesson to all barbers. The Doughboys came back from World War I and were allowed to keep the razor, the Gillette safety razor, that they had been given, Army-issued Gillette razor. Yeah, I noticed that you had some Army issues in your collection. Yeah. So here we have World War I khaki set. Wow! Okay, yeah, and like a glass display case. Yeah. So the Army, the American Army came into the war two years later. They, had, had, had a good, they had, were able to observe what was happening in the trenches, and one of the things was men were getting infections, all kinds of infections. There were no antibiotics, so if you got cut, it was a dangerous situation. 
they ordered three million sa- of the new safety razor from Gillette. And they were given to all the troops. When the troops came home from Europe, they were allowed to keep the razor. And now you had that technology in every village and hamlet in America. Yeah. This wasn't just the New York, the, the, the Silicon Valley sort of idea. This was everywhere. Men shaving at home, then their fathers and brothers would see it. So men took to shaving with the safety razor. And of course, this seems normal by today's standards, but I mean, that completely just like, like changed the landscape of the industry, I would imagine. Totally. Yeah. So eventually... Most of the work in barbershops in those days was not cutting hair. Most of the work was shaving. Because even back then, the real men, if you want, could not learn how to use a straight razor. It was dangerous. Have a great one. Thank you. It was very dangerous to do that, so the barbers would not adapt. It would have been ideal for them to use the safety razor. They would have sold the blades to people. You know, it would have been a, a fabulous upsell for them. They wouldn't do it. They kept it a straight razor. So by 1926, 27, 40% of barbershops in America are closed out yeah. of business yeah. because the shaving industry is gone. It's all homework now. And, and that's a lesson today with, with young, young barbers, trying to master it and giving mediocre shaves at best. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, it caught me off guard. Yeah, and, and you didn't and expect I, it. And I love it. You know, it's, it's one of those things like how do we... How do we continue to utilize modern technology, but also maintain the the you know historic practices that are better, right? Right. That right. are that do have more meaning. That are better. That are um, thoughtful. And this guy is just kind of nailed it. You yeah. know. I mean, he that's where he makes his space is is right there. And and it's so cool because you walk into this environment and it's like okay, if anybody knows, you know, the the art of barbering and the art of um you know taking care of one's skin and one's you know facial hair or beard or whatever um it's this guy right. i mean you know he, he i mean there's an immediate uh, gravity that comes with it and and then he um and then he he kind of surprises you with this embrace of uh of of how he does things yeah. and it's really it's really neat well, it's so, really neat. So this is this is where things get kind of fun, right? So um, as I mentioned, for you, well, <laughs> I mean, you had you had the option. I did, I did. Look, I drink. A, he gave me some great uh, uh, Irish whiskey. Yeah, I, I was actually true. embarrassed because he said, "You want some whiskey?" And I, obviously, Mister Gill's from from Ireland, and um, he said, "You want some whiskey?" And I said, well, "Yeah." And then he handed me some, and I was like, "Well, what what kind is it?" And he just kind of looked at me, and he said, "Is there any other kind?" <laughs> And I felt about as big as my thumbnail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Okay, so this is great. Like I mentioned before, the way the shop is set up is they've got uh, kind of the, you know, the items for purchase up front. And then you've got kind of the, the sanctuary, right, where they have these historic uh, uh, barber chairs. In fact, actually, let me let me read this directly from their website because I think this is just this is spot on. Uh, he says, "Just one look, and you know that you're somewhere special." From the row of brightly lit red and blue barber balls to the huge collection of barber-based artifacts, this place beckons you to peer in and discover the treasures within the shop's wells. No doubt, you'll notice the antique towel heaters lined up one after the other, looking like aged robots atop the rich wood grain cabinetry. This place, like its owner, has a lot of stories to tell. Like the saloon, speakeasy, and men's clubs of old, the rich, rich wood furniture begins to speak to you of words exchanged just among men. Aiden Gill's barber chairs are vintage, bathing you in leather. They make those charismatic sounds that take you back to your youth and the lounging chair that no one else was present uh, was permitted to sit in 
other than your father. Like there's, wow. there's a, a very much like a space and experience that's created in this shop. Yeah. And it's, it's not gimmicky. Okay. One of, the, one of the shops that, all right, I, I'm, I didn't, I've mentioned that I've been to a couple shops in Houston, right? <laughs> I won't name names. No, I, you shouldn't. But let's just say there's a franchise out there. Yeah. Okay. There's a franchise out there that kind of. Did you go to Sport Clips? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a franchise out. No, like this. What I'm saying is that there's actually a franchise out there that caters to trying to create that premium, yeah, hipster esque experience. Yeah. And it, very nice people that work there. Yeah. I'm not trying to you know say anything, but it is. It's very cookie cutter, but it's that cookie. You know that restaurant. In Jackson, I want to say it's yeah, the one that went out of business because it was so ridiculous. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's trying to be like Saved by the Bell or something. No, not that one. Oh, although that's interesting that that went out of business. (laughs) No, the one where they, man, you probably like this place. They serve their French fries and like a little silver thing, and uh, and they bring it out with like mayonnaise. You talking about Elvis? No, I'm talking about Fine and Dandy. Oh, yeah. You do like that restaurant, though. Well, my wife likes it. See, so. I, of, of course yeah. she does, because it's tailor-made for, like, our generation and, like, that hipster style, and she your wife burgers, works at you know? a premium coffee, you know, small roaster, uh, roastery. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Yin and yang, whatever. My point is, <laughs> imagine that, but a franchise. Like, it's, it's that whole yeah. trying to be something and trying to... It's a false imitation. Created out of thin air instead of just being kind of authentic. Authentic, yeah. right. And that's the yeah. thing. It completely lacks authenticity. And so yeah. like this franchise, this, this uh, haircutting franchise that I'm thinking of, uh, it, with, if you will, a boardroom-esque experience. I won't name right. names. It's, it's fake. And Aiden Gilman, nothing fake there. Yeah. Absolutely like and, authentic all the way through. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could, it'd be... It'd be hard to create that out of thin air. Right. I mean, you wouldn't obviously, but you in a shop like that, much like we 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 hope at our at our business, the spirit of that shop come from the people behind the counter. Right. You know. Right. And and if the folks behind the counter are exuding that, um, and it it just it's just not forced. Right. I, I I don't I don't know. It's it's interesting, but um, you get the impression that it's a really uh premium experience that and they don't have to try hard to make it that way yeah they do i mean they try obviously they work hard but it comes naturally to them yeah exactly it's naturally to the the people and again right. the, the space that's created the experience it's not fake and yeah. that's and honestly like when we think about what we're kind of wanting to explore as part of this kind of finer thing series it's getting past the fake because there's so yeah. much fake that's like peddled to us, yeah. like especially like our generation and us as kind of like a buying community, right? Yeah, like as, well, we're as, consumers as, yeah. as, as consumers. Like, like there's so much that like, oh, y'all want that kind of, you know, that feeling, right? We want to kind of capture that feeling and give it right. to you. And so they kind of try to, we get these faux feelings that they, they are kind of marketed to us. And so finding the, the genuine authenticity is yeah. an art form yeah. that we, we hope to kind of you know traverse as part of this series as a whole. Now, here's the thing. this spe- So you and I, we went back uh, for a shave. That is, I went back for a shave. And I got I went back to you make fun to of back. you. And, uh, and they, right. they don't, I should mention this, they don't normally allow that. Um, right. Because if you're, not, if you're not getting cut, if you're not going back for You have a, to stay up front. You have to stay up front. Yeah. So this was a special privilege that you got a chance to go back That's as right. well. Um, and so went back, sat in the chair. 
Uh, got uh, it was uh, Adam who uh, took care of me. Yeah, Adam from uh, originally from London, lived all over Western Europe, and and now the uh, United States. That's yep. right. And by the way, you've and there's pictures of all of this that'll be up on the the uh, social medias and and on the website and all that kind of good stuff. So you'll be able to see that there. But um, but yeah, I got got you know first kind of went in, kind of lined up, lined cleaned up, up a little everything. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, kind of more of the traditional style everything. But then we went back to the back room. The sanctum. The sanctum. Man. Okay. And this is where things get fun because we want to take y'all with us for this. Um, uh, they allowed us to record. Uh, so we have audio yeah. f- uh, uh, that you'll be able to kind of come back into the back room with us here. Uh, but before we do that, we got to tell you about another great premium product that's out there and great premium products from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That is exactly right, man. Uh, Missouri Meerschaum, obviously authentic Americana, um, you know, a, a company that uh, believes in doing it with uh, old school practices and traditions. And so nothing exemplifies their craftsmanship more than the Great Dane pipe. Um, It just has such a presence and such a mystique about it. Uh, Obviously, it's a striking pipe. It's something that fits in your palm very well, but it's a conversation piece too. So, um, man, check it out. Uh, Generously sized bowl, comes in a straight and a bent variety. And uh, it's just a great pipe for, uh, man, the seasoned pipe smoker or someone who's wanting to try it out for the first time. That's right, man. You know, I also think about the Tiberius. It's a relatively new pipe from yeah. Missouri Mirsham, but you want to talk about class, ooh, elegance. And yeah, it's a Star Trek reference. I, you got to, but you just, it's okay. That's okay. You got to, you got to let it be what it is. That's a good looking pipe. Anything for that stem, man. It's uh, that stem is gorgeous. That stem's hot. It's, it's a good one. <laughs> I, I, I would go where no man has gone before just to get that stem. <laughs> Special thanks, of course, to Missouri Mirsham for sponsoring this show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, man. Are you ready to bring people back? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So let's let's try to paint a picture here. So again, I just got I just got shaved and everything. I'm, I'm they line me up and all that kind of good stuff. 
And when I say shade, just like my cleaned up my beard, that that sort of thing. Yeah. But now it's time to get my neck right, right? This right. is this is where uh, we start getting into the hot towel shave, the actual like the actual experience that we were kind of going in and looking right. for. I mean, everything from the moment you walk in is kind of part of this. Right. But once you get back there, that's kind of that's 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 the where the real space happens. The inner sanctum. Yep. You want to describe the room a little bit? Yeah. So it, you're surrounded by by hundred year old furniture, almost all of which is still used. So, so you're surrounded by uh, authentic barber chairs from the 1890s and 1910. These are Edwardian barber chairs, and they are still used today yeah. and have never been recovered or refinished. It's crazy, and they all look different too. I mean, like this, like, they all. Yeah. I mean, he, Mr. Gill is a is a collector. Yeah, I mean, he's a curator of this stuff, and so he goes out and has gone all over the world and found. Uh, barber, you know, related vintage things and still uses them. It's just, it's amazing. Right. And so, um, so you're surrounded by this stuff. Uh, you're surrounded by lots of dark wood and, um, you know, just, it, it has this kind of library, uh, feel to it, this, uh, din feel. It's very uh, warm and, and masculine and, um, and, and yeah, man, they lay you back and, um, and, and then proceed to, uh, you know, put seven hot towels on your face. Woo! one after another it's um it's really remarkable it and i yeah. and i you know i, I hope i'm i'm describing the process well because obviously my eyes were closed yeah you got to see me as all this was going down yeah and i'm really glad you took these pictures too because i was like i bet this looks as cool as it feels and it did <laughs> I, I, look, I look pretty pretty awesome <laughs> you no know, it was it was it was incredible the care that adam took with yeah. each and every step uh, they do all these different steps, and they do it for very specific reasons. And and he'll go into that some on the audio. But, um, but you know, it, it's um, th- there's a lot of science behind it. Right. He's talking about uh, the you know the connection between what they're doing, and you know it breaking down the um, you know the waterproof membrane on your skin, and uh, how important that is, and uh, the difference between you know doing it one way and another way. He's constantly going back to this bowl of hot water to keep his hands warm so that he can maintain the um, the, the warmth of your skin in order to uh, you know to, to make sure he's getting the hair follicles as low as he can it's just it's very interesting yeah. the whole process is very uh, almost surgical it's it's really neat yeah. yeah yeah all right well let's go ahead and take him back man like this is uh this is the audio um, I, I I will go ahead and just kind of preface it by saying like I was holding my my recorder while I was getting the shave. Right. And it was really interesting because I was super relaxed and then I had to remind myself like, oh, okay, make sure I'm holding the mic right. <laughs> <laughs> I really probably should have handed it to you before I got it done. Yeah, it probably done. so. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we want to we want to uh, bring y'all in because Adam, while he was taking care of me, while he was kind of laying on the hot towels and then putting on the, uh, you know, the shaving cream and then, you know, doing the shave, like he, he walked us right. through the process, he talked about it. I want y'all to hear that. Um, again, Adam, again, a master craftsman at this really, really awesome history barbershop. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's take them to Aiden Gill. So you can lean back for me all the way there. Okay. Oh, goodness. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Feet are comfortable there. Okay. So what we do here is we do um, seven hot towels. Seven hot towels. We do three hot towels to start with shaving foam each time. And then we shave going with the grain. And then two more hot towels with hot oil. And then we go against the grain. And then afterwards, it's a shave bomb. All of our stuff is an in-house brand. Um, and then two, I've shaved two applications of shave bomb, two more hot towels, and then a cold towel. So it's seven hot towels plus a, an eight, which is a cold towel. Amazing. <laughs> so that's why we're known all over the city for our shaves. 
because they are as traditional as you can get. And we do have a policy in here outside or during office hours of no talking. And we have all sorts of people here from reverends to politicians to to all sorts coming in to get this shit. See a lot of neat, neat people. You, I, I tell you what. A lot of call, stories you I, can tell. Oh my God, I've been barbering half my life since I was 15. <laughs> people tell their barber, they, tell, they don't tell anyone else. I'm telling, I'm telling you. Well, the, the old saying is there's only three men that are allowed to touch another man. Right. Yeah, you tailor, the mortician, right. and you barber. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Anybody else ex expect a slap? That's pretty great. <laughs> How old did you say that tower is? This one is probably over, over at least a hundred years old. Yeah. At least a hundred years old, still being used the same way it was back then. And the chair that those uh, beers. The chairs. Yeah. They'll give you a precise estimate, but again, over 120 years old. We're talking late 1800s. Yeah. Late 19th century. Uh, for that one, definitely. This probably, probably, yeah, early 1900s as well. Yeah. So your most your your customers, you know that come in for their beard service. Yeah. How often are they coming in? I mean, do they come see you every week? Is it every two weeks? For a beard service, it depends. I mean, if a guy's got a beard as long as yours, it's kind of similar right. to the hair on your head. If you wear your hair long, you're not going to notice it growing. So therefore, if right. you grow a little bit longer, there's more space in between clients. Right. Um, if you're somebody that comes in and gets a bald fake, well, you're going to notice that after three days because right. it's growing back stubbornly. Right. So when it comes to beards, it tends to be the same thing. I have some guys that have these big old motorcycle biker beards. Right. Right. And they'll come in once every three months and we'll take it quite, yeah. not too short, still be a big bushy beard, but yeah. we might take it down as short as yours right. and then they'll grow it out again. Right. Whereas for someone in Bo's position, I would probably see them about once a month. Um, okay. I, I like, I've been doing this for such a long time now, again 15 years, yeah. uh, since I was 15 years old and yeah. the way I see it is, is that I, I like quality, I still get a big kick out of my job. When I find that my tools are not as sharp, metaphorically, I'll go off and I'll watch videos, I'll go to seminars. Yeah. Anything yeah. I can do to, to kind of keep me passionate. Continue to hone your craft. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll learn a new skill That's and I'll come back and practice it. But the thing for me is, is that because it's been a career to be so good to me, I'm lucky to work in something like this. So that when it comes down to it, I like I like quality to stand out. So my haircuts, I try and make them last by six right. six weeks, even if it's something as simple as tapering the back of the neck to zero. Right. Because right. that goes out really nicely, or whatever it may be. It's all about quality. So when it comes to a beard trim, it all depends on the person. But generally speaking, if it was someone like Bo, it'd probably be once a month. Okay. And I would be giving them advice on how to maintain it in between. Right. And are you reapplying, like is that what's going on between towels as you're reapplying cream? Yes, yeah, so what we're doing is is we're using, so we use our own in-house shaving cream, mm -hmm. which, you, which is sold at uh, the retail area. Um, it's formulated by uh, a lovely, lovely Japanese lady who's a chemist and moved over to America years ago. Comes out of Dallas. Uh, we mostly do small batches. Um, and yeah, so we use our own in-house shaving cream, which is what I'm using on you at the minute. We do three applications of that with three hot towels and what we're doing is we're trying to break down the waterproof membrane barrier of mm. your skin because your skin is naturally waterproof. So by applying this three times along with some heat, quite a lot of heat, we break that down to such an extent where that hair is super soft, mm. the skin is super soft and even when I do like a, a second pass with the oil, you can feel it, I'll even get you to feel it. 
um, you can feel that the skin is so slippery because it's just so open. It's been and it's really so open. Yeah, and we get people coming to us saying, my God, that shaved lasts three days. Isn't that yeah. Wow. Yeah, people are like, I've never, you know, and they're like, fucking up. Some people come once a week That's to incredible. get a shave here. And, but yeah, we get some people coming in here. Um, the Reverend Moses comes in every month. Comes in, comes in once a week for a shave and, you know. Gives us a quote from yeah. the scripture. Yeah. Deuteronomy or some obscure shit. And because it lasts for three days, they right. only get a shave once a week because, you know, they come in towards on a Saturday and haven't had a shave a week before. It only looks like it's been three days. That's you know? mm. yeah. So the, the proof is in the pudding. It's it? really neat. Yeah, that's right. As I say, 200 degrees. So yeah. it's properly roasted. Yeah. Mm. How do they feel? It's so good. I tell Adam, I tell everybody I train, I say, you know you've got it, you've, you've passed with honors, when you hear this sound in this room, <laughs> which, which we do. And people just doze yeah. off, it's so yeah. comfortable. That's the uh, stamp of approval. Try to do that with straight razor. <laughs> so when it comes to a tool like this, I'm used to shaving with a straight razor for right. the longest time. Right. And with that, you have to be so nimble. Right. And it's all t -t 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 -t, almost like you're chiseling away at marble. It's incredibly precise. Yeah. Incredibly precise and things like that. But this has to be as well, just because you're working with an instrument that's surgically sharp. Right. With this, the methodology is completely different. Mm. You want to be putting a lot of pressure on the skin mm. um, to create that kind of suction feeling and that pressure. Mm -hmm. um, because let's not forget, even at the end of the day, these are safety razors. But to the same token, only barbers, outside of the medical industry, only barbers are legally allowed to use surgically sharp tools. Right, right. And that's, as opposed to one surgically sharp blade, that's three surgically sharp blades. And when it goes right. wrong, it goes wrong bad. <laughs> yeah, real quick, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one straight razor shave I got, the yeah. guy really did chisel away at me. I thought, afterwards, I felt awful. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My skin was all messed up. Really? You see, that's the problem. That's what you run into. And that could be multiple reasons. I mean, I feel the problem with shaving these days and why people don't go for them anymore is because of reasons like that, right? Because the aesthetic looks cool, mm. but one, they're not heating the skin up enough, as Aiden says. Two, they're not cleaning it, they're not exfoliating it, they're not breaking down that membrane barrier. Mm. So really, the preparation for it is so poor mm -hmm. because so many barbers are eager to get to the whole Sweeney Todd part right, right. that they don't put the effort in. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, preparation absolutely. is everything. Yeah. Preparation is everything. If you're going to write a thesis for university, if you're going to sit a test, preparation is always mm -hmm. everything. And that's the same for skin. Especially if you've got somebody in your chair who you don't know, you don't know how sensitive their skin is, mm. err on the side of caution. Why? Well, because you're using a surgically sharp blade. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to shaving, yes, more times often than not, people go in there for the aesthetic of it, mm -hmm. barbers do it for the aesthetic of it, right. but the problem is that they're not sticking to traditional methods of, right. of, of, of what's safe practice. Um, and therefore it becomes a gimmick, and people are like, oh, I'll have a laugh and a joke and I'll do it every now and then, which is why we're probably one of the only barber shops in town that gets shaves consistently. Good, right. Whitney does, we right. have about 13, 12 to 13 slots a day for appointments for beard trims, haircuts and shaves. Whitney does about five, I do about three a day. Three to five, three to eight to 10 shaves a day here. Whereas 
a lot of other places I'd be surprised if they even do one a week. Hmm. A lot of other oh, shops. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. A lot yeah. of other places I've worked at. But when they do it, it doesn't have the care that's involved or the level of precision or anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking them, but I think if they were to, if, if Shaven was to come back, which I would love to because hmm. I'd love to see that, um, because it's relaxing for me. Yeah. You know, I, I get to yeah. enjoy it and it's something unique and traditional. Mm, that's wonderful. I think if there were, if other shops and other, if barbering as a whole, was to put emphasis on it done the right way mm-hmm. um, and consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would benefit. I think pe- men would benefit hugely, and uh, we could really see it come back. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. We we hope anyway. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to change the water over. That was the f- water for the first pass. This is the hot water for the second pass now. And we do this to rinse the blade off in between shaves in between passes, uh, but we also do it to wet our hands because what you want to be doing the whole time is keeping that skin hot. And so by dipping my hands into semi-hot water and rubbing it on the skin, I'm also reactivating the shaving cream, I'm reactivating the oil, and I'm keeping that skin nice and warm so there's no cooling down until that cold towel In between towel the, right, right. There's no cooling down until that cold towel That's a real key part of the process. Keep it yeah. hot, keep it warm. <clears throat> So you can see basically from there, first pass already, preparation is everything. Yeah, oh absolutely. Breaking down that membrane, um, getting those bristles soft and getting all that nice and hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, already to me, that's, that's, that's soft, but we go the extra mile here, so we'll be doing a second pass now. And again, preparation is key. Your skin's waterproof. Mm-hmm. Not completely, so... Adam was saying that. people throw stuff on it, you see it right on, the, on videos, I'm like, it's not penetrating, pal. Yeah. You're wasting your time, right? So what I'm doing now is I'm finding those bits of stubble to really take it down. And this is where I go against the grain. This is what makes the difference when people say the shave lasts This is what turns the shave from a one-day shave and no firefox stubble to three days later, they're only just getting stubble through there. That's amazing, isn't it? Because once it closes up, those follicles are low, low down. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. you, you brought them all the way to the surface, softened them all up. And we got the pressure on the blade. This, this blade is counterintuitive. It is, I'd like to say, it's designed by computer, built by robots, operated by morons. <laughs> <laughs> but the more pressure you put on the blade, the safer, the safer it is. It is yeah. <clears throat> the more pressure you put on the blade, the safer. It's already been designed the, ang- the angle of the blades that people talk obsess about the angle has already been built in. Mm-hmm. So if you put pressure on it and it goes flat on your skin, you can't go wrong. It's you, operating the way yeah, it's supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. And you can see that in the museum over there by looking at the razors and the history of it. You can see the development of double-edged razors to where they've played around with the angle to get that close shave, to limit razor burn, to limit any, to make it more safe, essentially, safety yeah. razor to make yeah. it more safe. Yeah. In yeah. fact, there's one item out there, Aiden might show it to you, where you would turn a dial to angle the blade, right? It was, Almost it was, ratchet. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was advertised at five, like 
like your per- find your perfect angle. Oh, and so it would show it and it has all these dials and you would turn around and be like, oh, okay, that works for me because of the contrast. <laughs> but it was all twaggy. Yeah, it was all bollocks. Sure. You know, there's, there's, right. you, know, you keep twisting it's just it. just a gimmick, yeah. There is a right angle there, but you're not going right. to find it by twisting it. By clicking it. on a dial. But right. it, shows the, it shows the direction they were heading in yeah. even 80 years ago. Oh, that's amazing. You know? This aftershave bomb has got a technology in it, chemical technology, whereby the, the active ingredient is encapsulated in a bubble. And it penetrates your skin and goes all the way down, down, just above the bloodline, and then it releases. So it's always, mo- always keeping your skin soft mm-hmm. and moist. Mm-hmm. After using this for 10 days or so, your skin's now not the dried out parchment that it used to be, so your shaving gets up to be a lot easier. Wow. We also put into it, when we were <coughs> developing it, Japanese chemist, we put medical grade micro silver in it, which helps to fight in that. Yeah. yeah, it helps to fight infections. Yeah. And, yeah. And so it's a natural antiseptic as well. That's interesting. Alright, Ace, we're bringing out the tomahawk now. Get <laughs> <laughs> open my eyes. Yeah, you can, and I, you can sit forward for me slowly as well, Bo. Okay. Yeah, you can sit forward. Alright. Oh, man. Okay. Well, you look like a thousand bucks. I'll take it. <laughs> Alright, well, there you go. It was amazing. It was so cool. It, 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 it was amazing. I, You know, he kept, I think he referenced this at one point, but he kept reaching into this... 90-year-old contraption that looks like it came out of a steampunk movie. It's like, I mean, the Blurgons from the Doctor Who thing, right? And Isn't it, that a thing? I, I don't know what anything that you just said. I don't know but, anything <laughs> that I just said either. <laughs> but this is a this is a vintage piece of equipment that is still, it's a 100-year-old piece of equipment that is still used every day uh, to to um to warm these hot towels to a very specific temperature yeah. and and provide them with the hot water needed for this and and this is just very um characteristic of what they do at Aiden Gill it's just very very fascinating but it, it reminded um, me of that weight that scale that you've got at the shop yeah you know yeah. just the it ain't broke we don't you know we, we fix it and the owner fix it we got to like get some special <laughs> I know there's like only three people in the country that know how to deal with that kind of thing right, yeah. and, um and and that's that's it and it, you know um the whole experience man every little thing that he did had purpose and had yeah. meaning um and uh and i think um I, you can tell he's really proud of it and yeah. it should be yeah. he should be so if you're ever in new orleans we highly recommend checking out aiden gill if that's not evident here yeah and you know for those of you as you're kind of looking around just really some things to encourage you to look for if you want to try like a hot shower a, a hot towel shave that is the terminology that one would use and don't get so hung up on it being a straight edge. I mean, that's that's one of my biggest takeaways from this. Yeah. Is that, you know, the experience really isn't about like what razor they're using. The quality is going to come down to what razor they're using. And that's probably not going to be a straight edge. And again, I'm speaking for someone who was looking for something like that and got destroyed by straight edge racers in the past <laughs> and then came to Aiden Gill and actually learned a thing or two. You know what I mean? So just really, uh, you know, keep an open mind about it, keep an open mind about it and really look for those authentic uh, experiences. And you can definitely find one here in New Orleans uh, at Aiden Gill for men. So just a a recommendation, definitely a 
uh, one of the finer things that we are happy to showcase uh, as we kick off this new series, man. That's right. That's right. We do want to point people to Aiden Gill's uh, website just so they can, um, you know, learn more about their store and and also order products from them as well. If you're interested, uh, you can go to AidenGillForMen.com. That's A-I-D-A-N. G-I-L-L-F-O-R-Men.com. And, um, man, check out all their, you know, products. I mean, the uh, different, uh, you know, oils and soaps and uh, lathers. A lot of these are proprietary products that they've worked over the years with scientists to develop. And um, and uh, and they, they, they can ship them right to your front door. So right. uh, be sure to check them out. And, you know, to our listeners, as we kind of, you know, we've got some fun ideas for this series, but we want to open it up to y'all as well. What areas what experiences what products are you are kind of like something you really want to do but maybe you want to learn more about yeah like what areas do you want to be educated on especially if it's something you're going to spend a little extra money on take a little extra time on and so you want to make sure you're getting it right uh let us know chances are they might already be on our list of things we're going to cover but at the same time we'd love to hear it who and knows yeah also as we're kind of traveling around this year to uh you know some different locations and everything if you know of spaces like this like I'm that th- are special and unique and yeah. uh, hard to find and, you know, all that kind and of authentic. stuff. Yeah, like, authentic. And authentic. And legit. Like, yeah. We want to hear about that as well because um, we'd love to showcase them as part of this series. Yeah. So there you go. By the way, you can, of course, keep up with us. You can find images from our experience at Aiden Gill. You can uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at Squire Radio is the show's handle. You can also follow John David Cole across, uh, throughout the week at, at John David Cole. You can also follow the shop at underscore Country Squire. And, of course, all that information and more can be found at Country Squire Radio. Dot com. Well, John David, man, I had fun. Me too, and I look great, and I look good, and and and, and you look you look good enough. Oh, well, I mean, like yeah. from <laughs> from the nose down. Yeah, from yeah. the nose down. From I'm the nose, good. from the nose to the top of your neck, you right. look great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you look you look fine, bud. Don't worry about it. You're doing great. <laughs> oh man. All right, man. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 